Hey there, it's Robert. Our May shows are coming up fast. Join us on May 9th in San Diego and May 17th in Denver to hear stories on the theme Fashion Victim. As always, check our Facebook page and website for more information. Next Storyteller. All right, Next Storyteller. Next Storyteller. Our Next Storyteller. Welcome to the Narrators Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrators, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. Last month, we hosted a special benefit show for Denver Zine Fest, an annual celebration of independent zine makers put on by our pals at the Denver Zine Library, one of the world's largest collections of zines in North America. The audience got an introduction to the world of zines, made their own blank mini-zine at the beginning of the show, and then doodled away while local zinesters shared stories. At the end, members of the audience took the stage to share their tiny creations, and they were incredible. If we learned one thing, it's that people really love their dogs. This week's episode features one of the stories from that night, a story from the founder of the Denver Zine Library and one of our all-time favorite storytellers, Kelly Shortenqueer. Kelly's story was recorded live on April 11, 2017 at Bumpport Theater in Denver, Colorado. The theme of the evening was firsts. All right, so I am going to take you back to fifth grade. So I was in fifth grade. It was a brand new school. And I had uh, Mr. Gallo was my teacher, and he was the first male teacher I've ever had. Um, And so we were taking that citywide testing, you know, where you have to fill in all the circles with your little number two pencil. And I was just, like, feeling really weird, and I couldn't tell what was going on. I was like, maybe it's just nerves from taking the test. And I was one of the first students finished in the class, and I asked Mr. Gallo if I could go to the bathroom. Okay, so here's me walking down the third floor hallway. So just to give you some context, this was before I had transitioned from female to male, so I had this shock of red bangs and unkempt, sort of wavy, not looking back, not that great hair. And I was wearing these parachute pants that had, you know, maybe like the two-inch elastic band And it was like white with this nasty pink floral pattern, but it was so cool. (laughs) So here I am. Well, well, I was probably not strutting down the hall. I was kind of like, oh, not really feeling that great. So um, I get into the bathroom, get into a stall, and when I pulled down my pants, I realized the entire back of my pants is covered in blood. Yeah. (laughs) And so... I mean, it wasn't just like a spot, it was like my entire backside. So um, something I learned that day is you can't actually just wipe blood out of fabric with toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) But I tried really hard. Um, So at that point I was like, I don't really know what else I can do. So I went back to class, you know, kind of with my hands behind my back, trying to be, I don't know, like hide it. Um, I, and again, white floral plant, pants with some like pink flowers on them. And so I asked Mr. Gallo if I could go to the nurse. And he said, yeah, are you okay? And he's like, I don't feel real well. So I really wanted my friend Jamie to come with me, but she wasn't done taking her test. So Ellen came uh, with me, and we walked into the hallway, and we got into the stairwell, and I sat down, and I just started crying. And she was like trying to, you know, doing the awkward, like, 
fifth grade, we don't, you know, you don't know how to touch other people. She's like, kind of like, oh, what's going on? Are, are you okay? And I was like, I got my first period. And she was like, how did you know? And I stood up and she goes, oh. And I sat back down and started crying. So I was sitting there sobbing until we saw Adam walking towards us and then we just bolted down the stairs. So when we arrived at the nurse's office, um, she was already with another student, so I stood with my back to the wall so nobody could be behind me. Um, and she finally came over to me and she was like, okay, what, what's wrong? And Ellen was staying by my side, which was great. And I told her I got my period and she was like, oh, okay, go to the bathroom. So I walked into the bathroom in the nurse's suite and locked the door and was like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do now. So I waited a minute and then flushed the toilet <laughs> and then came back out and she was with another student. So again, I took my position back against the wall waiting and, and finally she came over and she was like, okay, I'm going to ask you some disinterested questions. I clearly don't believe you. Okay. And she was, she was famous for always saying maybe it's gas. Um, so anytime students came down and they like had a stomach ache, maybe it's gas. Um, I don't think she said it to me in that moment, but finally she was like, well, how did you, okay, well, how do you know? And I turned around and she goes, oh, <laughs> so clearly everything suddenly changed. So she said, call your mom and then walked out of the office. So I am like freaked out, you know, so I give Ellen my mom's number and she calls and my mom wasn't at her desk. Um, so as Ellen was hanging up the phone, the nurse came back in. And she started yelling at me because I wasn't the one who called my mom. Right? So then I am, like, crying and, like, all, like, I don't know what to do. And my, these cool pants are a wreck. Um, and so suddenly she goes, call your dad. And I clearly was not about to do that. I am just like tears and freaking out. So finally she was like, okay, fine, I'll call him. I give, him, give her the number and then of course he answers. <laughs> Which I mean, good and bad. Anyway, so then um, she told him to go, uh, go home, get me underwear, get me pants and stop by the drugstore. So then I waited. And I actually can't remember if they put me in the, you know, like the nurse's suite, gym shorts, gym sweatpants, the like, those, those pants that are just there for unknown reasons. Anyway, so my dad finally showed up and he brought me a pair of my stretchy black pants, you know, the with the lace, sort of the like capri tights-ish that were awesome. Um, and then he stopped, when he went to the uh, drugstore, he got late days panty liners. So, <laughs> just remember that. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Um, so, he, uh, I changed and he came up with me to my locker. So, I'm 10 years old. I'm like, oh my God, I'm having this conversation with my dad. Um, so, we go up to my locker and he asked me, well, what, what classes do you have for the rest of the day? And I said, well, next period I have. He goes, period, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and I burst into tears. <laughs> and I don't think he said anything to me for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> so on the way home, we stopped by the supermarket. 
and I got an Archie comic book, uh, comics, um, and uh, went home. And so I was just sitting there reading my Archie comics, sitting on our white pleather couch. <laughs> you know where this is going. Um, so I, my, I was in joint custody. My parents were divorced, so I'm waiting for my mom to pick me up. My dad's upstairs doing something. So finally I get up to do something, and I'm like, oh, that's a thing. Uh, so luckily, everything wiped up nice, and it, it was not stainable. Yeah, pleather, yeah. <laughs> magical, magical material. Um, so... Uh, I spent the rest of the afternoon doing that awkward like sitting on my ankle thing where I'm like, I'm not gonna touch anything with my body anymore. Um, so I was really excited to see my mom, but then I walked outside and realized she was borrowing her friend's car that had white interior. <laughs> so then I was trying to sit on my ankle in the car, like seat belted in, and, and just like playing it cool, like not saying anything about like, yeah, I always sit like this in a car. Um, and we weren't even just heading home, but we had to go stop and look at a house that she was looking to buy, which she did end up buying. We lived in that house. It was great. Um, and by the time we got home that night, I was just exhausted and embarrassed and wanted to hide. And I was actually grateful for those giant pads that she got for me. So it was like the extreme opposite of light days. Um, and, but they're like, picture just like having a yoga block between your thighs. <laughs> It was like those, those things. So I remember I went to a summer camp for 15 years, the same camp, and I remember someone introducing me to like a reasonable, like normal, like you can actually move around and you're not wearing like a diaper. Uh, so that was, that was pretty exciting for me. Um, and so this zine I actually wrote because I, um, so when I started transitioning, I had my last period in August of 2005. Um, and then about four years later, um, I don't know if I like missed my testosterone shot or I was being lazy about it or had lowered my dose, but I suddenly got my period while on tour in Madison doing a zinester, the Queer Zinester Roadshow. And so it, I have a whole story in here about this epic thing where I was like, pretending it wasn't happening and I thought I would just ignore it and I, I bought these short shorts and I like didn't have underwear that worked with them so I just decided not to wear underwear which I never do but it, I, that, it was fine nothing that like no tragedy there but I was like okay I think I need to deal with this um, and so zines were my way you know it was like last Sunday I got my period for the first time in four years not cute <laughs> um and so I will just end with um, a piece. So right before I started testosterone, I uh, would get into these arguments with a good friend of mine about our periods. Um, I was so excited about the idea of not having to deal with bleeding anymore, and she seemed really upset about it. And so I know that um, you know menstruation is a really important part of, like, a really important thing to a lot of people, and it felt like this really interesting place where we were kind of struggling. So I'm like, I'm not devaluing that or connection to life and birth and all these different things, but it really was just a, a reminder of um, that I think that I have made the right decision for myself in terms of transitioning. So thank you. The Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Mary Robertson, Aaron Rollman, and me, Ron Doyle. Our assistant producer is Sydney Crane. Our theme music is by Whalehawk. 
and our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvidal. A very special thanks to our amazing sponsors, Illegal Pete's, Sexy Pizza, From the Hip Photo, and Renegade Brewing Company. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And join us at one of our live monthly shows, which take place every second Tuesday of the month at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego, California, and every third Wednesday of the month at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. Both shows start at 8 p.m. and are always free to attend. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter, and for past episodes, photos from our live shows, and a list of our upcoming events and themes, please visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening.